everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. My guest today is Angel Lopez, and in today's episode, we are talking all about touring. So we're kind of continuing the conversation that we started last week. And this week, we're talking about healthy habits on tour, how to recognize and deal with post-tour depression, and basically just the ins and outs of trying to create a healthy lifestyle while you are on tour. So whether you've been on tour or not, this is a really interesting conversation. I personally have never been on tour, but it was really fun to talk to Angel and get to know a little bit more about what that lifestyle looks like. And I think that a lot of the stuff that she talked about can really apply to anyone, whether you're on tour or not, because if you have a rather hectic lifestyle, then that's kind of similar to being on tour. And either way, it's just fun to learn about the different facets of the music industry and get some more wellness tips because you can never use too many of those. Before we hop into this episode, I want to tell you about a very exclusive offer that will not last very long. I am hosting an Instagram marketing masterclass. Now, this class is normally just for my one-on-one clients. It's a special bonus for them. But I decided that since I'm hosting it anyway, I would open a few select spots, literally four spots, open to the public for whoever wanted to join us. As you guys know, I'm not a social media coach, but my background, aside from wellness, is primarily in social media, marketing, and press. I am the head of marketing for Woman Crush, and I've done a ton of freelance social media in my life and learn so much more just from being a coach. So since a lot of my clients are, of course, growing their music careers, this is just something that I wanted to do for them as a bonus. And now you can have the chance to join. In this masterclass, you will learn how to increase your engagement and how to grow your following with followers and fans who will actually care about your music, want to keep learning more about your stuff, become invested in you, buy merch from you, buy show tickets from you, buy your music, stream your music, and really just build that genuine fan base and following that you're looking for. You will also, in this masterclass, get a personalized Instagram audit where I will look at your profile, your bio, your pictures, your captions, your engagement, your posting habits, literally everything, and tell you exactly where you can improve based on the hacks and tips that you will be learning in the masterclass, and also just based on things you can do to optimize your profile, which you'll learn as we go through the Instagram audits. So if you are looking to improve your engagement and grow your following and get more fans who care about you and about your music and then get to know those fans even better and let them get to know you, then this masterclass is perfect for you. I'm making it super easy to join. So if you are available from Monday, June 10th from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern to join our masterclass, all you have to do is shoot me a DM and we can get you in for a super low cost and get you to start growing that Instagram. I hope to see you there and I cannot wait. All right, let's hop into today's episode with Angel. Hi, Angel, and welcome to the Out to Be podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here today. So I'd love for you to introduce yourself to the audience so they know a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, So my name's Angel. I'm 26. I live in Austin. Um, I freelance in the touring world pretty full time and do special events as well. Um, I've been doing, I've been working in the music industry for about six years now, but I've been touring for about four. Um, And I predominantly tour doing VIP coordination, selling merchandise, production assisting, um, wardrobe, whatever people ask of me. (laughs) Yeah. So what made you want to get into touring? 
Um, I've always wanted to be in the music industry. I think when I was like as young as 16, I knew I wanted to be on tour. Um, I've always just been interested in music and the business side obviously kind of took more interest for me because I'm not really musically talented in any way. Um, so I went to Columbia College in Chicago for business and entrepreneurship. Um, and I did a live and performing arts focus. So I got to take classes on business and economics and all of that. But then I got to take classes on like booking and touring and throwing events. And it was really immersive and fun. Um, and I fell into touring by interning locally in Chicago and um, working with festival promoters and um, getting festival experience. So most of my first years in the industry were spent doing festivals and freelancing those pretty full time. And then I started meeting people that toured and I started getting tour offers and I kind of went from there. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So when did you realize the importance of having a wellness routine while you are on the road? Um, honestly, I didn't really realize it up until recently. Um, I've been touring, like I said, for the past like four years roughly. And once I started touring, it was pretty nonstop. And I, this last year was really difficult for me because I just hit a wall and started feeling really burnt out, um, which I had never really experienced because yeah. I'm in the middle of doing like something I've dreamt of doing since I was 16. And all mm. of a sudden I'm starting to feel like, do I want this anymore? Is this the lifestyle I want? Um, and I started getting really burnt out and I just, I appreciate all the work and all the jobs that are thrown at me because I feel so like honored to even have those offers come my way because so many people want them, but it just got to the point where I had to start saying no. Um, and I spent maybe a hundred days at home last year out of the 365 days. So, um, it took a big toll on me and I realized at the end of the year and the end of my touring cycle for last year that I just really needed to take a break. Um, and that's kind of when I started getting more into like, okay, how can I make this better for me and not want to just completely quit my job? I was like, mm -hmm. I'll be a wedding planner so I can stay at home. I'll go find a normal nine to five job because yeah. I don't think I can do this anymore. Um, so it really wasn't up until a few months ago that I really was like, okay, I need to change things for me on the road to try to make it more sustainable just because it is such a demanding lifestyle. Um, and I just, I don't want to ever get to the point where I don't want to be on tour. Um, at least for this point in my life, I want it to be sustainable for me and I want to be able to enjoy what I'm doing and not get to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm done. Um, so really it wasn't up until couple months ago and I've been taking some time off and just getting in a better headspace and I think that's really helped. So besides the feeling like you might not want to be in this particular sector of the industry anymore because it's so overwhelming, what else did that burnout look like for you? Um, I would say a lot of it was just, um, I would say I started getting really irritable on tour. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, literally got to the point where like me and my office mate were like screaming at each other in an office and my tour manager had to come in and be like, do I need to get in the middle of this? And I think it was just both of us feeling this like burnout feeling and being around each other 24 seven. Um, but that point, that was the point where I was like, okay, this is bad. Cause I am not someone to like scream at someone in an office. Um, but things just got so emotionally heated and I was just so stressed and taking it out on him and he was taking his issues out on me. Um, so that was a, a big sign for me that like something needed to change. Um, I also just like, 
I lost interest in my job, which I have never felt. I've always felt like very motivated and excited to like be at work. And like as a VIP coordinator, that's pretty much all I did last year. You're, you're there to like make fan experiences and make kids happy and have them be excited to be at your show. And I just kind of like lost the excitement of doing that for them. And that's not fair to the people that are paying money to enjoy these VIP experiences to see their favorite artist. I should be able to be friendly and happy and upbeat for them. And I was starting to feel like I couldn't do that anymore. Um, so that was another sign that kind of was like, hey, you need to take a step back. Um, and I think just overall, by like general mental health, just like I've never felt so like unmotivated and unexcited. It was just, it was full out pretty much depression at that point. Um, and so I think, I think those were the main signs and I'm happy that I like recognized them and was able to figure it out for myself versus just like getting in a deep hole and not being able to like come back out and be excited to tour again. Yeah, that's so important because especially a lot of the things that you mentioned, a lot of the signs that were coming up, anger and disinterest in your job and not feeling passionate about it anymore. And this is something that you've felt passionate about for so, so long and that you're excited to have your career in. It can be really disheartening for people who might be going through the same thing and aren't sure why it's happening. So I think being able to acknowledge that it is burnout is such an important step because now you know, okay, I'm just overworked. I'm just tired. I need a break. What can I do now to refill my cup? So what did you do in order to get out of your burnout? Definitely. So initially I took, our tour ended last year in New York and I knew I needed to go home, but I also wasn't quite ready to like hit reality yet. Um, so I booked a trip for myself to Iceland and I just was like, I want to disconnect and I'm going to do this for me. I went by myself. I didn't want to be with someone and have to sit and wait around for their expectations of what the trip was going to be. So I was just like, I need to do this for me. I know it's maybe not like the most ideal time and maybe financially it's not the smartest idea, but it's something I need to do. So I booked a week in Iceland immediately after tour ended and I just sent myself there. Um, and that was really, I think what helped change my mindset and helped get me on the right track to, uh, where I am today, I guess, where I'm a lot more positive. Um, but just kind of getting myself out of my environment, out of the US, honestly, and just being somewhere new and being able to take things day by day versus planning out some crazy itinerary for myself, I think really helped because I kind of was able to take everything um, and my feelings and take it day by day and see what I felt like doing. I didn't put any pressure on myself to like accomplish X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think that really just helped reset things for me. So when I came home, I had, I had that time in Iceland to kind of just get all of my feelings out on a personal level and not like come back and feel really, um, I guess just like, I didn't want to put that on my roommates. I didn't want to put it on anybody else. I wanted to deal with my feelings myself and not kind of project that onto anybody and have them be my therapist, basically. Um, so getting out was good. Um, and then coming home, I just tried to get a routine for myself, which is so hard when you tour. Um, having any kind of like normal life routine at home is always ever changing and kind of impossible. Um, but I knew that I had a few months off and I did that on purpose. I didn't take work on purpose because I knew I needed to get my head in the right space. Um, 
So taking time off and just figuring out a routine, I started going to the gym and I started drinking water more and just all those typical like health things that you're supposed to do. I was like, well, let me try these because I don't really get to do this on tour very much. So um, I think honestly, just going to the gym really helped and I've never been someone that's like the gym, but it just became an outlet for all of my like feelings. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to go run this out on the treadmill and see how I feel. And I hate running. So <laughs> I feel like that says a lot for like how weird my headspace was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think just finding a routine really helped um, because there's such a lack of that on tour. Um, and now going forward, I think for me, it's just figuring out how to maintain that and how to like keep some sort of routine on tour um, and balancing that between being home and being on the road. Yeah. So you haven't been back on tour then since going through this major burnout, right? No, I've done a bunch of one-off gigs and like a few shows here and there, but I've been out for maybe a week since that. So um, I'm leaving in April for my first tour. So I feel a million times better about it though. And I'm, I'm excited finally again. What wellness practices are going to, are you going to take with you when you go back on tour? Um, so I think the gym thing is important for me. I think I'm going to try to utilize the hotel gyms when we have them mm -hmm. and seek out some gyms locally just to like keep my energy level up, maintain some kind of like healthy routine. Um, and I think I've learned just like learning how to say no is really important. Um, I've always been a yes person and I've always been the person that's like, I'm going to say yes to everything because every opportunity is good. Um, but I'm in the point in my career now where I don't feel like it's sustainable for me to do that anymore. Um, I've gotten far enough along in my career that I don't have to say yes to everything to pay my bills and I don't have to say yes to everything because I think it's going to be make or break for my career anymore, which is a really good place to be in career-wise. Um, but it's also, I'm like retraining my brain to be like, all right, no, you can say no to things now. Like it's okay. I'm so used to saying yes to everything. Um, so that's definitely a change that I'm going to try to put into place for sure. And I've, um, and just like knowing your worth, especially like on tour and like, I feel like I've gotten in situations where I've said yes to things or I've taken like really low pay rates and been in really bad work environments just because I'm like, well, it's money or like, well, it's work, it's fine. And that's not okay to do anymore. I just, it's not sustainable for me either. Um, and then I guess just like, I like to just kind of disconnect from my work day, at least for like 10 minutes. Um, so whether that's me just like locking myself in my tour office for the day and like listening to music or going for a walk around the venue or stepping out to go grab lunch nearby, like getting myself out of the like weird bubble that is touring, I think is important for sure. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of good nuggets in there too. And I love <laughs> what you said about saying no, because especially at the beginning of people's careers or even when they're just in the groove of everything, it's hard to remember that no is a very important word in our vocabulary that we need to use more. Yeah. Not everything will serve us. And even if you are trying to push your career forward, think about if that particular opportunity is going to serve you. Just because you're trying to move your career forward doesn't mean that you have to take everything that passes by and is offered to you. Some things might affect your mental health, your wellness, your routine, your life, or may just affect your career in ways that aren't really worth it. So Absolutely. yeah, whether you're 
on the road to burnout, burnt out, or you're feeling super great, it's always such an important reminder to say no when you need to say no. Yeah, it's it's a def- it's definitely a tough lesson to learn, but I'm and I'm still trying to get there as well. That it's still so hard for me to say no to things, but um, I realize how valuable it is to learn your boundaries and learn to say no because I think me not saying no is what led up to my burnout for sure. Yeah, totally. So, can you talk a little bit more about post-tour depression and what that is for those who aren't familiar with it? Yeah. So I would say post-tour depression in my eyes is basically the feeling when you get off tour and you're not surrounded by the 11 other people that you live on a bus with like 24-7 and you are not living the fast-paced lifestyle that is touring and you're not go, go, go. Um, And then you get back home and reality sets in and you don't have anything to do and you don't really have a set routine um and you just kind of get in a slump you're not around the people that like I feel like there's a in the music industry and in touring specifically I feel like there's um there's such a like feeling of camaraderie and I feel like all of us on tour kind of understand each other a little bit because touring is such a unique thing you're literally living with your coworkers 24 7 and so like they become your best friends they become your worst enemies they are your coworkers, and you have to learn to set boundaries within that but like it's a 24 7 job you're not ever off you're you're at a hotel you're on a bus so that go 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 lifestyle just completely gets disrupted and a lot of people that tour end up coming home and just getting really depressed because you're so used to having that 24 7 lifestyle and you come home and you don't have that anymore you're by yourself at your apartment or you're you don't have a routine, you don't go to the gym, and you don't remember how to cook, and you don't know what groceries you have in your pantry, and you're just like dropped off at home from the airport, and you're like, okay, well, what now? Because a lot of people, you know, it's the nice thing about touring is a lot of us can tour for like a few months at a time, and then choose to take a few months off, which is nice, but it's such a disruption in routine, and I think as human beings, we all seek some kind of routine that makes us comfortable, Um, and you're immediately just thrown out of that. So I feel like a lot of people on tour just suffer from what we call post-tour depression, where you're off tour and you just don't know how to cope with real life. Do you have any suggestions for how to cope with it when you do start feeling it after getting back from tour? Um, I don't think I have a perfect answer because I still suffer from it, but I think the things that help me is not not getting stuck sitting in bed because you obviously want a few days to just chill in bed and do you. But I think I've found myself feeling a lot better when I force myself to get out of my house, whether that's like me going to Target or me going to grab coffee with someone for a couple hours. Even if it's like human interaction for a few hours, that's so important because like I said, you're so used to being around people all the time that like if you go from that to completely secluding yourself, it's just such a like weird dynamic with your brain. Um, yeah, I think loneliness can be something that is really hard for people. And in the tour environment, when you are going from like 100 back down to potentially zero, it can be really hard to find that balance because not only are you lonely, you're like 10 times more lonely than you might normally be because you had just gone from so much human interaction, so much busyness to nothing depending on what your home life looks like and loneliness is something that we have all experienced before so it's something we really have to work out to make sure like we're actively 
doing stuff to combat it, which means right. finding human interaction or going out and getting out there and taking a class or going grocery shopping or going to the park. And even if you're alone, being around other people. So you feel a little bit less alone. Yeah. And I have touring friends that like, they even have like partners at home and you're maybe not alone physically, but a lot of the times their partners don't do the same thing and they don't understand the lifestyle and the life shift. And so like, even if you have someone at home, I know touring people that still have that feeling of loneliness because the person that they're home with, like they're excited to be around you. And like, you just don't even know how to verbalize how you're feeling because they just don't understand it. And as much as you want to explain it to them with all your words, it's still not going to get the picture through sometimes. Um, so that's hard for people that even have partners I've found too. Yeah, that, that I can, that's crazy. I've never been on tour actually, but <laughs> I never really thought about the post-tour depression part of it until we had actually spoken before this. And I think it's so, so interesting that, people go through it, but it really makes so much sense because changing our environments is pretty stressful on the mind and on the body. And going through all those things where you're changing your environments and your routines is something that we have to be very mindful in dealing with and treating our bodies nicely and making sure we take time for ourselves on and off tour so that when you're making the transition either way, it's not as harsh and it's not as uh, shocking to the system. Right. And I think it's all about just finding practices that make sense that you can bring on tour because there's a lot of things you can't do on tour that you can do at home. Like I love to do yoga, but it's a lot harder for me to do that on a tour bus or, you know, carrying around all my yoga gear is just not easy, but finding like the little hacks and things that can make that work. Like they have foldable yoga mats now. So they yeah. they have ones that I can put in my road case and it's there and I can take it out and do it in my office if I feel like it. It's little things like that, like just finding hacks of things that you like to do at home and finding ways to make it work on the road is just like vital. Yeah. I'm curious too, how do you usually eat on tour and have you had any hacks for making sure that you're watching your diet and watching your wellness overall while in that busy environment? It's really hard because you have no control a lot of the times of what you're being fed. Um, when I started touring, I was actually a vegan and I went out on tour with Pitbull and his whole crew is a big Latin family who yeah. loves meat and yeah. everything. So I got stuck eating salads and PB&Js on the bus pretty much every day. Wow. Um, and that lasted for like I would say like three weeks and then I just broke and somebody brought in and out on the bus and I ate an In-N-Out burger and I hadn't even eaten meat in like seven years at that oh point. Oh my god, wow. <laughs> but I just was so nutrient deprived at that point that I just, yeah. and I was like, I'm gonna eat this. I don't did care. That, did that like make you feel sick though? Because isn't it like kind of a shock? When oh yeah, I felt terrible after, but <laughs> in that moment I was just so yeah, ravenous yeah. and nutrient deprived and tired and like I could not eat or look at another salad for weeks. <laughs> like I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, so at that point, I realized that being vegan on the road was just, unless you're touring with an artist that has a vegan initiative and they really feel strongly about veganism, or you have other people on the tour that are vegan and you're able to figure it out, a lot of the times it's hard to be vegan on the road or have dietary restrictions even. Like people that are gluten intolerant or have allergies, like it's really extra hard for those people because you're coming into a venue and the venue is just catering whatever fits within your tour's budget, really. So like 
you, you walk in, you don't know what could be there. You could have like a five course meal or you could have like a PB and J sandwich and like a panini bar. Like you don't know. So it makes it really hard. Um, and I think I'm, again, I'm not perfect at this. It's still a struggle for me to figure out like how to stay healthy on the road, but I just try to always eat I try to eat, first of all, because most of the time, I don't even have time to eat in my day. So yeah. eat is always <laughs> a good thing. First step, eat anything. Like, right. <laughs> eat anything. Like, I, there will be days where, like, I will go all day, and, like, my office partner will be like, did you eat today? And I'm like, uh, no, actually, I didn't. Thank you for reminding me to eat, because I just get so caught up in work. So eating is important. <laughs> um, and then I think just just trying to remember like your basic food, like what's healthy, what's not. You know generally for yourself what's healthy and what's not. If you're gonna eat the cheeseburger and catering every day, you're gonna gain weight and you're gonna feel tired and you're not gonna feel good. So trying to just like have a balanced diet, keep it in your mind, like there is always a salad bar and catering. So you can always make a salad. There's usually vegetarian options, especially these days because it's so trendy and like, there are more options for vegans and vegetarians now. So try to eat those options, try to eat the lean meats, you know, all the things that like your doctor would tell you. It's just trying to actually stay cognizant of that and remember that because sometimes you get, you're just like, I need to eat something. I don't care what it is. You throw a heaping pile of mashed potatoes on your plate and whatever else. And like, that's just not sustainable. Um, and a lot of times, I love mashed potatoes, so that really speaks to me. I know. I mean, I do too. that's what I would go for first if they were there. <laughs> but um, and also, like, so on tour, we get what is called after-show food a lot of the times, which uh -huh. is like they'll go to like a pizza place or whatever nearby and bring everybody food and drop it off on the bus. And most of the times, those options are not healthy. Yeah. So I would say trying to keep a stock of healthy snacks on the tour bus is really important too. Yeah. Um, I kind of have started bringing my own snacks versus relying on the tour to give me chips or whatever. Or um, We also are able to request things on bus stock a lot of the time. So I'll try to request the healthier options with that. So that way I at least have things on the bus that are living there that I know if catering is not providing me something that is healthy and will fuel me for the day, I can at least go to the bus, make something really quick, whether it's like, even if it's just like a protein bar, sometimes I'd rather have that than whatever's in catering. Yeah. I love these tips. This is so good. <laughs> Before I let you go, do you have any other tips that you want to share with anyone who's going on tour, whether it's for the first time or for the millionth time, but they just want to really upgrade their wellness routine while they're traveling? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I hit most of the points, but I guess most of it's just about figuring out what you like to do, what you like to eat, and how to make it work for you on the road. It's it's trial and error, and I've been on the road for four years, and I still haven't figured it out for myself. I'm fine-tuning it, and I'm getting better about it, but I think it's just figuring out what's important to you in real life and how you can just adapt it for tour. Um, and it might not be perfect, and it might not be the exact thing you do at home, but as long as you're keeping some semblance of that on tour, I think it'll really help you transition on and off the road. Well, thank you so much, Angel. This was so helpful. I have never been on tour, actually. I don't know if I'll ever go on tour, but if I do, I'm definitely going to use all of these tips and hacks that you gave us today. And for those who do tour regularly, or like I said, might be going on tour for the very first time, definitely keep all of this in mind. It'll be really, really helpful to help stay just a little bit healthier and a little bit more active while you're traveling. And it was so nice talking to you today. Thank you so much. Of course, thank you so much for having me. Mm -hmm.